episode of 10 podcast lane in this episode we look into the history of sound and the halloween connection So, with it being Halloween, I thought, what better time to do an episode on the Celtic festival, Samhain. Samhain is a pagan religious festival originating from an ancient Celtic spiritual tradition. Samhain is celebrated from October 31st to November 1st to welcome in the harvest and usher in the dark half of the year. Celebrants believe that the barriers between the physical world and the spirit world break down during Samhain, allowing more interaction between humans and Denzians of the other world. Ancient Celts regarded Samhain as the most significant festival, as it takes place at the midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. This is when most of the harvesting was done for the pagan Celts. After the harvest work was complete, jubilant participants joined with druid priests to light a community fire using a wheel that would cause friction and spark flames. The wheel was considered to be a representation of the sun and was lit as prayers were sung in unison with some documents also mentioning six days of drinking alcohol to excess typically mead or beer, along with gluttonous feasts. Many animals were sacrificed at this time, mostly cattle, and at the end of the night, worshippers would take a flame from the communal bonfire back to their home to relight the heart, thought to be a further blessing to the night's festivities. Because the Celts believed that the barrier between the worlds was susceptible to spirits during Samhain, they prepared offerings that were left outside villages and fields for fairies and seeds. It was expected that ancestors might cross over during this time as well, and Celts would dress as animals and monsters so that fairies were not tempted to kidnap them. This is thought to be where the tradition of dressing up on October 31st was created. Some specific monsters were associated with the mythology surrounding Samhain, including a shape-shifting creature called a puka, which we'll talk about in a future episode, that receives offerings from the fields. The Lady Gwyn was a headless woman dressed in white who chased night wanderers and was often accompanied by a black pig. The Dullahan sometimes appeared as impish creatures and sometimes headless men on horses who carried their heads, riding flame-eyed horses. Their appearance was a death omen to anyone who encountered them, 
and many are thought to have perished after gazing eyes on the headless spectre. A group of hunters known as the Fairy Host might also haunt Samhain and kidnap people, similar to the Slua, who would come from the west to enter houses and steal souls from the inhabitants, then return to the other world. In the Middle Ages at Samhain, a tradition evolved called Dumb Supper. This was a tradition where food was consumed by celebrants, but only after inviting deceased ancestors to join in. At this feast, children would play games to entertain the dead, while adults would update the dead on the past year's news. Once the dinner was finished, the spirits of the dearly departed would then return to the afterlife. But in case any spirits missed the traditional dumb supper, doors and windows might be left open all night for the dead to come in and eat cakes that would be left for them on the kitchen table. To pagans the world over, November 1st still marks the beginning of the new year. To witches and pagans, Samhain is the festival of the dead, and for many, it is the most important Sabbath or holiday of the year. The departed are never harassed, and their presence is never commanded. The spirits of the dead are, however, ritually invited to attend the Sabbath and to be present within the circle of family. While Halloween does have roots in the history of Samhain, they are not the same thing. Halloween, while celebrated on the same night as Samhain, differs from the original festival in many ways, but also shares a lot of similarities. With the rise of Christianity, Halloween was actually thought by many to have been created in an attempt to replace Samhain. Halloween, or All Hallows' Eve, is celebrated in much the same way as Samhain, with costumes, celebrations and more. The two holidays, while definitely intertwined when it comes to their history, do differ from one another, as Samhain has roots in paganism, while Halloween, again, has its roots in Christianity. Trick-or-treating is a modern tradition that finds its roots in the early All Souls Day Parade. Just as a footnote, All Souls Day falling on the 2nd of November, a day where monks would pray for souls trapped in purgatory, and where in Irish tradition, the souls of the dead come back to visit the land of the living. I can vividly remember on All Souls Day when I was a child, my mother would always tell me never to walk on the edge of the path, or I'd step on the fingers of the souls whom were trying to rise and visit. And always to leave a candle lighting for them to find their way, and leave a glass of water on the table in case the souls were thirsty from their travels. Anyway, back to trick-or-treating. During the festivities of All Souls Day, poor citizens would beg for food and families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return for their promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. The distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace the ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. The practice, which was referred to as going a souling, was eventually taken up by children who would visit the houses in their neighborhood and be given ale, food and money. 
dressing up for Halloween gets its roots from dressing up around the sacred bonfire during the original Samhain festival. Some suggest this practice originated due to the beliefs that ghosts came back to the earthly world on Halloween. People thought that they would encounter ghosts if they left their homes. So to avoid being recognized, people would wear masks after dark so that the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. This is tied directly to the previously mentioned souling. In addition, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to appease the ghosts and prevent them from attempting to enter to cause harm to their homes. A tradition carried on from the ancient Celts. As Gaelic and other Europeans travelled to America, with them they brought their varied Samhain and Halloween traditions. Celebration of Halloween in colonial times was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies, primarily because Celtic immigrants settled more in these regions than in the north. As the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups meshed together, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, public events held to celebrate the harvest, exactly like the Celts did on Samhain, where neighbours would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Throughout history, Many people originally believed that Samhain had dark and demonic roots. This misconception was largely due to British military surveyor named Charles Valancey, an amateur historian who first visited Ireland in 1762 while on a surveying mission. Valancey became fascinated with Ireland, its people and mostly its folklore. He eventually wrote a three-volume manuscript based on Irish history and culture, but in this, he wrongly claimed that linguists had mistranslated the word Samhain. Instead of meaning summer's end, Valency argued it actually referred to a Celtic god alternatively named Balsab, Bal meaning Lord, Sab meaning death. Scholars dismissed Valencia's claims, but his writings still perpetuated the myth that the Celts once celebrated a demonic god, Lord Samhain, with human sacrifices and other barbaric rituals included in these claims. So if you go out trick-or-treating, or bring your children trick-or-treating this Halloween, Spare thought for all those souls that have gone before celebrating this ancient holiday. And also, remember to check your sweets and toffee apples for blades and poison. You don't end up like poor eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien, who died on Halloween 1974 in Deer Park, Texas, after eating potassium cyanide-laced pixie sticks. It wasn't a stranger that committed this horrendous act, though. It was the child's 29-year-old father, Ronald Clark O'Brien, that concocted the vile scheme 
he was over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. So to ease his financial burden, O'Brien came up with a plan to kill his son and daughter and claim their life insurance. To try cover up the killings, Ronald Clark O'Brien decided to spread the wealth and hand out laced candy to three other children, as well as his son and daughter. Only his son ate the candy and passed away. The Candyman, as he became known, was found guilty of murder and executed by lethal injection in March 1984. And on that happy note, I just want to thank everyone for the constant support. It's really awesome to see all the listeners enjoying the podcast so much. And thanks for all the submissions on the ghost stories. I'm going to compile them all and record them for an upcoming episode. Now, I bid you farewell. And I'm going to watch the best Halloween film of all time. Halloween 1, the 1978 original. Check that shit out if you haven't seen it. So happy Halloween to all of you. Or as we say in Ireland, Iha Hauna Hanaguiva. And thanks again for listening to 10 Podcast Lane. Till next time, aim for the bushes. <laughs>